Hello, everybody, and welcome to Sci-Fi Unchained. Really quick, I just wanted to invite everyone to join our social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Well, there is a Twitter, but I don't really use it that much. And to be honest, all I use Facebook and Instagram for is funny memes, a compelling conversation or two, and an occasional episode update. But anyway, come on over and join us and enjoy the episode. Okay, so I wanted to do a really quick Mandalorian overview rant. Uh, first of all, there's nothing about this show that I did not like. And everything about this show I loved 100%, um, except for maybe that the, the seasons are so short and the, the episodes are a tad bit shorter than I would like them to be. But I digress. Now, when when you're looking at uh, one of the two seasons, you're you're looking at a chapter of a greater story that's just stretched out um, over a longer period of time, so you can highlight details and uh, explain aspects of the story that really deserve it. Now, I had great hopes for this show uh, as we got cast announcements, which included an absolute powerhouse of a cast. Uh, everyone from Nick Nolte, Pedro Pascal, Carl Weathers, Gina Carano, Werner Herzog, Bill Burr, Ming-Na Wen, Giancarlo Esposito, and Clancy Brown, to name just a few. Those are just a handful of the amazing actors we have in this show, and it's amazing. Now, I, like many diehard fans that were Star Wars fans long before the Disney acquisition, were incredibly let down by the sequel trilogy. And that is putting it lightly and using far kinder language than is deserved of such a huge garbage fire. Now, these two seasons gave us a lot in terms of quality takeaway. Um, how iconic phrases uh, have popped up, uh, like the, the Mandalorian covert's mantra of, this is the way, or... Uh, Nick Nolte's character, Quill, and his definitive saying of, I have spoken. And how, how these, <laughs> the, these have become memes and, and really fun connections uh, to, to the show and uh, in, in between fans. And not to mention the Baby Yoda memes. Oh my gosh, the Baby Yoda memes are amazing. They they were such a huge thing for all of last year and the year before. Uh, I know we name I, I I know we know his name is Grogu, and while I don't dislike that name, him being called Baby Yoda has become almost iconic as the character himself. Uh, oh, also lines like, "I can bring you in warm." or I can bring you in cold. <laughs> and, uh, oh, in the uh, Gunslinger episode where uh, Mando and, and that kid are chasing Ming-Na Wen's character, Fennec, Fennec Shan, or Shan, however you pronounce it, Mando says, she has the high ground. <laughs> telling, the, telling the other new bounty hunter to stay low. Things like that. Man, they they are put there for fans, and 
I know. Yes, I know it's a ton of fan service in this show, but that's okay because it's done in such a way that everyone can enjoy all of the fan service, regardless of being a previous fan of the show. I argue you can you can go into Mandalorian not having seen any of Star Wars at all and still walk away going, that was a really awesome show. So that's that's one of the true tests of of a good show to to check its quality. Now the themes and tone of the show are clearly inspired by uh, George Lucas's take on spaghetti westerns, samurai warrior movies, uh, and serial episodic tropes, and uh, it, it almost feels like a classic D and D campaign where. Uh, the, the Mando has this overarching goal of getting Baby Yoda back to his people, and he, he picks up a whole bunch of side quests along the way. Uh, there are a whole bunch of uh, NPCs that that give him information and, and quest material, uh, but he also picks up a, a, a party in, in characters like uh, Grief Cargus and Cara Dune, and uh, Bo-Katan. So, uh, I mean, as an avid D&D player, it, it's really easy to make the connection, but it, it's not overly so be, because of all the side quests. Now, quick comparison here in uh, that The Last Jedi attempted to do the same thing the same kind of side questing thing, but since it was a movie, it 100% did not work um, because it was not giving the the necessary time to, to flesh out everything about both the side quest story and the main story. Uh, if, if it would have just focused on one of those, it would have been fine. Also, if they can take a ship and blast off into space, and not be followed by the First Order? Why didn't they just cram everybody? Because there was only 100 people left. They could have crammed people into two ships and gone away. They, they could have escaped. Why didn't they do that in the first place? All of their big capital ships were going to get destroyed anyway. May as well just salvage who you can. I hate that movie. So the story needs to be told well. And it needs to be given the appropriate amount of time and and build up with the characters and the plot and the connection between the audience and the characters need to be made. Not just the audience and the characters, but the situations themselves as well. Um, a really good example of this uh, is, is, I forget what the episode is called, but it's the episode where uh, Mando and Baby Yoda find Cara Dune and and help out those farmers. So we we get so much in that episode, right? And it's it's given to us in such a way where it's not shoved down our throats. But it's we we get the connection with Cara Dune. We get uh, the connection that the Mando has with these farmers, and it is understood that. This episode takes place over about a week or so where he kind of chills with these farmers and and he contemplates life here with this really nice lady played by Julia Jones 
who kind of digs him. <laughs> it's it's such a awesome episode, and and Cara Dunes is, is like telling him, "Hey, dude, you could kick it here with this really hot chick. Why not?" And the the baby Yoda seems to be fitting in here really well. But all all of this and way more is done in only thirty minutes, less than thirty minutes. That is immediately, in and of itself, a, an entire side story that is completely and utterly so much more well done than what we got in The Last Jedi. It's laughable. But uh, by, by the end of the first season, in most cases, um, the end of each of the uh, uh, episodes, each character is introduced... I, I find myself wanting more and more of these characters uh, given to us as major side characters, like uh, the Werner Herzog's The Client character or Queel or Cara Dune, and uh, for all their own individual reasons too. Like I, I wanted to see Quill be more of this wise sort of Obi-Wan figure to, to the Mando. Um, I wanted to see Cara Dune kick even more ass and look super hot while doing it. Uh, I wanted to find out all of the answers to the mystery behind the client and what his motivations are, how he fits into the hierarchy of what remains of the Empire. To me, it's it's pretty obvious that this show is pure Star Wars gold, and it is absolute fun and excitement nonstop. Uh, and it is that way because of many differing factors. Now, I, I have had some people tell me, well, I don't want to do research and have to watch other things to understand what this is. I understand that you may not want to watch the cartoons, Clone Wars and Rebels, to understand things that might pop up in this show, but I would argue you don't necessarily have to. You don't have to watch The Clone Wars to appreciate the awesomeness and badassness of Ahsoka Tano in this show. I, I think it would be very advantageous of you if you went back and watched at least some of The Clone Wars to understand who Ahsoka is, her connection to uh, the more major characters in the Star Wars universe, and what what she's what she's doing or what she could be up to out here in the galaxy at large but i i don't see that argument as necessarily strong enough to detract enjoying the mandalorian overall i just don't i don't agree with it um it's a valid argument but it's a really weak sauce argument so other big things that go into making uh, this show a very, very movie-esque worthy show, uh, very much like how we got with WandaVision as well. Um, everything was outstanding in their fields. Props, costumes, prosthetics, audio and visual design, character design. Uh, I think very worthy of note, the sound score as well. I think, as far as I know, this was the first ever non-John Williams-inspired score that we've had in any major Star Wars property. 
it sounds very much like its own thing, which took me a second to get behind as I was very used to the traditional Star Wars fanfare and themes, uh, which opens up a whole new slew of possibility for future projects having unique scores and designs because it, because of this show. And I am far more open to the idea now, thanks to The Mandalorian. Uh, another big thing that I think makes this show work in general is if you break it down, it, it follows a bounty hunter doing bounty huntings. And that is something that diehard fans have been wanting to see since the 90s, uh, at the very least, uh, since we got a taste of the uh, old expanded universe. We wanted to see bounty hunters in their natural element because they were an aspect of the Star Wars universe that we didn't really get to see a whole lot of in the movies. We saw Boba, Django, Zam Wessel, um, and that one bounty hunter meeting aboard uh, the Executor in... Uh, uh, gosh, I, I, I'm I'm such a bad fan. I'm spacing. Uh, Empire Strikes Back, but that's really about it as far as seeing bounty hunters in action, or rather, just standing there. <laughs> um, so it's super cool to see, even if you're not a super fan, like a lot of us are. I mean, there's a reason we like it, and and that reason is very translatable to the the layman audience, I think, as well. The villains are very familiar, um, in so so much so as what they are, rather than who they are. Uh, you get stormtroopers, you get imperial elites like uh, the client and Moff Gideon. Um, but we, we see them as being very intelligent and menacing. Um, the, the last thing that I think helps this show be the greatness that it is, is all of the tie-ins to the previous shows, films, and even reviving a thing or two from the books, like the Bounty Hunters Guild. Uh, the, the guild is never mentioned in the shows. Or, or the, well, it might be mentioned in Clone Wars once or twice, but that, I think that's it. It's certainly not addressed in the movies at all. So to see it get a show that the Bounty Hunter Guild plays a huge part in is, um, is a is a a really great tie-in in and of itself. Um, it ties in really subtly to Clone Wars, Rebels, uh, the previous six films really, really well. Uh, we see carbon freezing being used, the use of cantinas as major sets of the show. Um, of, of course, we couldn't see Din Djarin in the first episode and not think Boba Fett. Uh, and then we do see Boba Fett. Uh, there are Twi'leks, Deveronians, uh, like we've seen in both movies and the animated shows. We get Alderaan name-dropped by Moff Gideon when he calls that Cara Dune. Uh, also, the title of Moff hasn't even been a thing in the TV or big screen titles since Grand Moff Tarkin. 
and even in A New Hope, he wasn't technically called Grand Moff. Uh, Princess Leia calls him Governor Tarkin. He's not actually addressed by his uh, actual title. thought that was interesting. Um, but all of this stuff doesn't steal any of the spotlight from our cast of mains or the overall story. Uh, it was all supporting columns rather than separate spears jutting up through the floor to try and take the limelight. Uh, if I had anything that I didn't like, uh, it's that I wanted more. Uh, but that's, again, that's the sign of a great, compelling show with an awesome narrative. Nothing was out of sync. Nothing was out of line. And I enjoyed it almost as much as I love the original trilogy. Um, as a season, or uh, rather, as each season uh, goes, and they're very short, uh, this gives us the Lucasfilm A game, which is a beautiful refuge from the from the imaginative bankruptcy of the latest High Republic uh, content, giving us characters that are little rocks. They're actual rocks. <laughs> uh, what what's his name? Oh, it's, it's Rock. His name is Geode, but uh, Geode is a rock. His, his name is Rock, he is a rock. Um, and ships with, with interesting names like Vessel. Vessel being an anonym for ship. <laughs> uh, I, I can't. Um, and... If there was ever a doubt that we couldn't feel any kind of way about a droid sacrificing itself to save our heroes, oh, do, oh d does this show prove us wrong? I, I and so many others had such feels when IG-11 blows himself up to take out all the stormtroopers so our, our main cast can escape. By the way, this is what great writing looks like. IG-11 tries blowing himself up in the first episode, but... Din Djarin keeps stopping him because he doesn't want to get vaporized along with all the other bounty hunters. And in this last episode of the first season, he didn't want IG-11 to self-destruct because he had formed a steady bond and connection with this droid, overcoming, at least in this instance, his distrust and hatred for droids, born out of the separatist droid army killing his family when he was a boy in the Clone Wars. And it's portrayed beautifully. Uh, th this this is how you write character progression. My God, um, and uh, all the other connections that the that the characters either share or form throughout the show are very well done as well. I I don't think that there was anyone who didn't hate it when when those uh, speeder bike troops killed Quill as he was just feet away from uh, getting back to uh, the Mando ship. Even the episode where, uh, you know, like, like I said, uh, Din Djarin even contemplating the idea of setting down on that space rice farm planet with, the, <laughs> with uh, Julia Jones' character. I think her name was uh, Omera? Yeah, I think that's it. I love this show. Full stop, 100%. Um, 
this is what we've been needing out of Star Wars for a long time. I'm so glad it finally happened. Um, but I'm I'm going to go in depth uh, on the characters more uh, later on. I I don't think I'll be doing individual episodes for each character. I'll I'll just do uh, all of the main characters in one episode. So be on the lookout for that tomorrow. But for now, live long and prosper, my friends, and may the Force be with us all.